0: Uh, Luke and Andrew Oh, hey, by the way This is as good a time as any For me to upbraid the listeners If I can, Andrew Upbraid? um, Yeah, is that a thing?
1: I've never heard of it But you probably know words better than I do Mm, I don't know about that
0: Let me me look that up Right after I play this little spoof
1: Happy
2: Valentine's
0: So on uh, 30 Rock uh, Rachel Dratch played I don't know who the character She played a lot of characters But one of them would say Happy Valentine's And I've always thought that was funny, so I always kind of call it Valentine's as a joke, and I did that last week, and then I had the thought, should I clarify that I know it's Valentine's Day? But I was like, we can't stop the show every two seconds for me to try to explain something to the listeners because of my insecurity. And then you texted me that on Facebook – on Facebook, there was a conversation about me calling it Valentine's Day. Do people really think I don't know it's Valentine's Day?
1: It wasn't that big of a deal, but okay. yeah, somebody posted on Facebook, like, it's Luke saying Valentine's and not Valentine's. And then, you know, some people were like, yeah. And then it's one of those things where there were so many comments on it. Like, some people were kind of like, I posted that. Um, what is that? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Rainier Wolfcastle. You know, Rainier mm-hmm. Wolfcastle, when he does his stand up bit on The Simpsons and he tells a joke and nobody Laughs, and then he says, that's the joke. Joke. And now that's used in like internet like chat rooms a lot. Like when somebody's oh, like, that. when somebody's kind of like not getting the joke, you post the image of him saying, That's the joke. How's my imitation,
0: by the way? Pretty right good. By the way, upbraid is a word. Yeah, I saw it is, that. It's it to something find fault today. or to scold. So scold. So
1: Consider the, upbraid. So I had yourself
0: upbraided listeners. Upbraid.
1: So I had upbraided them by posting the that's <laughs> the joke thing. But then that kind of got buried. And then they just kind of conversation went on. And some more people were just kind of like, yeah and you could really tell he doesn't know and I was just kind of like oh god damn it like well, it's one of those things it does not matter it doesn't matter at all but you and I both share that kind of like <laughs> I just want people to we've talked about it incessantly on the show just that idea of like we don't want people to know, to think that we don't know something that of course we know
3: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast about a podcast that might just be too beautiful to live. Happy Valentine's! Coming to you from the Sadly Single Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. And joining me today from the True Love Studios in Linwood, Washington, is our own still newlywed Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. How are you? Good. I was wondering, how long do we get to call you a newlywed? Is there a specific period for that?
4: That's a really good question. I mean, like, you know, Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon, RIP, that relationship, they did renewed their vows every year.
3: Um, That's one way to do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I suppose when you have eight gajillion dollars, you can throw a big party every year. <laughs>
4: right? It's weird because we've been together for... Four years before we got married, so it never really felt like newlywed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still make him carry me over the threshold of the house every time we leave.
3: (laughs) Well, that sounds like a newlywed to me. (laughs) Well, we have just been through everybody's favorite Hallmark holiday, so I thought that today we could take some time to look at how Valentine's Day is treated in the TBTL universe. And yes, I plan to refer to it only as Valentine's until I stop saying it ironically and start saying it for real. (laughs) So as usual, we'll have some things we must discuss. We'll play and break down some curated TBTL history clips. We'll do some housekeeping and we'll let everybody know how you can get involved with the show. So what I want to discuss today, Christy, is how do we feel about Valentine's Day do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it sort of complicated?
4: Do you want me to start? Because I yes. kind have a rant about it, <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> Spread your wings and fly. I actually hate it. Um, I feel that for all the normal reasons, like it's a Hallmark holiday. It makes people who are single feel bad about themselves. It's a lot of pressure. Um, I've never liked it. I have a terrible, well, I've never, I've never ever liked it. And, um, thought that it, it just, people who, um, put a lot of weight into it and then there's a lot of letdown or I I just, I just hate it. Um, and I had a boyfriend who I just said, I don't like it. I don't want to do anything about it. And he brought me flowers to work and said, there, I hope your day's better. I'm like, well, no, because you just were really crappy. And also I don't want anything. Like for some reason, people think you're lying when you say you don't want anything, And I, I told Jeremy first thing. I'm like, I don't like Valentine's Day. Do not waste your money because they jack up the price of everything. I don't want you to get me a seven dollar card. I don't want flowers. I don't want chocolate. I mean, mostly because I don't really like flowers or chocolate. So I'm kind of easy (laughs) in that situation. (laughs) But then his coworkers were like, Oh no, she's lying. It's a, it's a trick. It's a trick to see if you're, if you're actually going to get her something. I'm like, It's a love test. Anyone who tests someone, you that's a deal breaker. Do not be with someone who is putting you through a test. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a complicated relationship with it because I love conversation hearts.
3: Interesting.
4: Do you like these things? Most people do not because they taste like chalk. Um
3: it really depends on the brand. You're right. The original yes. Necco brand conversation hearts those are pretty gross.
4: Oh, those are the only ones I like. And <laughs> it's every and I know the other ones have way more flavor, they're tart or they have fruity flavors, but the problem is Neko decided to change it. And so now it's hard to find the original. And every year it's this quest to try to find the original because they have Brock's is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, then the ones that are in the pink box that say sweetheart, those are wrong the ones that <laughs> so to find the original. And what happened is I think Neko um, makes them still, but in an off brand. So the places I found it are a generic looking bag from Fred Meyer, 10 for 10. I just found them two days ago. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm not joking that this is a quest every year. As soon as those go out, like in what, December or January, I start buying them. And the only way to tell is if you eat the white one and it's mint, you found it. Oh. Otherwise it's like some kind of vanilla flavor or some kind of fruit and it's too much. And I just throw them out. Um, and then last year we found them at a generic seven 11 and I bought the whole thing. I bought, I bought <laughs> The whole display because it pretty much lasts me till March or April. I was going to say, why, why are you hoarding the conversation hearts? <laughs> I do hoard them. And then there's a couple friends that I have that also feel the same way about them and I'll give them to them. And here's the weird part is I think there's four flavors and I hate the white and I hate the yellow because yellow is banana and white is mint. So I throw those away. Well, I don't throw them away. I give them to Jeremy or anyone else who can stand them.
3: These are definitely not the ones that I'm eating because if I ate a (laughs) banana flavored conversation heart, it would be over.
4: Yeah. You just throw it. You spit it out. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
3: Well, I'm always yeah. good for about one box of the what not the special Christy, authentic conversation hearts, but <laughs> the, ones the ones that actually have flavor. Yeah, the ones that you find everywhere. And I don't really like them that much, but I feel kind of nostalgic cuz my mom loves conversation hearts. So, that oh. was something that she always had every Valentine's Day around the house and it just makes me think of my mommy.
4: I wonder if she has um, such passion about the one. Should I send her a generic bag and see if she likes it?
3: No, I, I don't think she's very picky. Okay. <laughs> I think she'll take whatever's handy. So don't okay. don't waste the special ones on her.
4: Okay. <laughs> so what are your feelings about Valentine's Day?
3: Well, my feelings about Valentine's Day are a little bit complicated because I do love chocolate. And any, oh. any holiday that floods the stores with special chocolates is a good one by me. But I am the perennial single girl. I I am bad at dating. And by bad, I mean that I don't like to go places and talk to people <laughs> or meet new people, right? Or small talk. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of makes dating a little bit hard. So yeah. I, I usually am the person watching Valentine's Day from the outside. But and I don't mind that so much. Because as you say, it is such a contrived holiday and it does seem that there's a whole lot of like political relationship jockeying that I'm happy (laughs) to not have to deal with and I don't care if people are um smoopy and smoochy about their their loved ones but occasionally I do get a little pang of does nobody want to send me flowers
4: oh (laughs) (laughs) it's okay
3: I can buy the chocolate for myself if I really need it.
4: Right, especially when it's on clearance, that's the best. Yes. The day like Valentine's Night and the next day are the best days.
3: <laughs> so, I'm guessing that you and Jeremy don't have reservations or anything. Oh no. no, you don't go
4: out to dinner on Valentine's Day. That's like that's like rookie night. That's like you don't drink on St. Patrick's Day or New Year's Eve and you don't go out to dinner on Saint, on Valentine's Day. What if you went to, like, White Castle? Oh, yeah. I mean, we would do that. We have... There were probably three years in a row we had Ellie. And so we made up our own little tradition, which is she gets in her pajamas and we go to Starbucks, which was really cute when she was, like, two. <laughs> um, it might start to get weird when, the older she gets. Um, we go to Starbucks and have, like, um, hot, she has hot chocolate and then we, like, drive around and whatever. Um We may have her this year. It's up in the air because it's her mom's day, but her mom wants us to have her. So I don't know what we'll do. Mm. I I feel like it's more fun when you're a kid because, you know, you would make your little mailbox and you'd put it on your desk and everyone is required to give you a Valentine. (laughs) Like you had to make one for the whole class and you write your name and you hope like, Oh look, Brian gave this to me, but like (laughs) he gave it to everyone. Let's be honest. And, um, and you get, and you have like a little party. So I I feel like it's more, and my dad would always give us one of those really cheesy boxes of chocolates, you know, like four or five in Mm them. And I remember like, that's cute. I feel like, your parents should be your Valentine.
3: When your parents take you to Target so you can pick out your Valentine's Day, and you get so excited for the Scooby Doo ones, you're like, yes, yes.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should go just just walk down that aisle at Target now. You won't recognize half the things. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I was looking for characters that I knew. Like I don't know any of this. <laughs> so yeah, I I it, it feels I don't know I shouldn't say it feels like. All these rants I have about um, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Valentine, it's like I hate holidays and that's not necessarily true. Any holiday where I'm not required to buy someone a present or them, me, because I don't like getting or yeah, getting presents more than I don't like buying them and also any any day that gets me off work. So no presents, right. but I get off work are my favorite holidays. So like Labor Day, Memorial Day. <laughs>
3: Well, it just seems to me that you and Andrew are kindred spirits.
4: Exactly. We're soulmates, Mm -hmm. for sure. And we would hate each other. We could never be in a relationship because we would never leave the house. We would just clean all the time. But for nobody, because no one would come over.
3: (laughs) Right. So he really objects, it seems, to all holidays that have requirements.
4: Yes, I'm the same.
3: Well, good. And and how does Jeremy feel about this then? Is he okay?
4: Yeah, he pretty... He... Any anything where you're required to do something that brings more stuff into the house, he's anti that. And he likes crowds, but he also is really weird about going out to dinner where when I first met him, he would just pick the cheapest thing on the menu and not even know what it was. He'd just (laughs) look at the prices and then... (laughs) (laughs) Be like, I I want a side salad. I'm like, do you actually want that? Or (laughs) He's gotten a little better. And sometimes I'll just order for him. I'm like, he's having this because I know that's what he actually wants. So we both feel the same, which is his
3: frugal little heart. I love it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Or I just order more because I know because when I'm done with something, I just give it to him and he eats it. Oh, He's like the garbage disposal. Right, so, right. <laughs> that's a little trick, too.
3: Well, let's talk about uh how our TBTL friendos feel about Valentine's Day. I mean, Valentine's
4: Day. Valentine's Day.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> First of all, I just love that Luke gets mad every time people correct him and say, uh, it's Valentine's yeah, it's Day. It's actually
4: Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, and... We should tell people we know what it actually is. Yes. So don't email us about this or about Diet Coke or <laughs> about Conversation Hearts Tasty Nasty. We know these things. Leave us alone. <laughs> we
3: should put a list up on the website of no email topics. <laughs> these are topics.
4: the things. Do not email us or you will be blocked from our lives. <laughs> we will. You will not be able to download the show. <laughs> and I'm like, I loved it. When and when you were saying, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I'm not promiscuous, give me my Diet Coke. I loved that because that's the same. I don't like chocolate, so I don't eat chocolate at all. Let me eat these chalky things that no one else in the world likes. Absolutely. And just give it to me. More for me.
3: <laughs> Wait, so do you eat the regular Necco wafers? the just round yes. ones?
4: Yeah. I mean, rarely I won't pick those. Like if I had every candy in the world staring at me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't pick those. But I do. I do enjoy them. Okay. I know. I, I know.
3: Hey, somebody <laughs> has to eat them. That's fine. Right. <laughs> How do you feel about banana runts? Oh, anything banana is out. Okay. I'm I'm looking for somebody to eat my banana runts. Maybe that's oh, why I, sh- I should put up my, my dating profile. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Jeremy is all about banana candy. Ugh. It's so disgusting. That is not banana flavored. Nope. It's so gross. Runt's, um, What else has banana? Laffy Taffy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All disgusting. Okay. Good. You can write us about banana candy because you're wrong. <laughs> if you defend it. <laughs> and I will fight you to the death. <laughs> we actually did a whole nerd out loud about banana candy. Sorry to plug my other show, but we took a survey and read the results and everything, and people weighed in on what they think about it because it is pretty polarizing. Yes. People mm-hmm. either love it passionately or hate it passionately. There's no, eh, it's okay. Well, I think it's fine if you love it.
3: Just don't call it banana because that's not what yeah, it tastes right. like. Right. <laughs> no. Let's come up with a new name for it. Fun, right. ha- happy <laughs> yellow candy or something. Yeah. But...
4: Nastiness.
3: Right. but there is no talk of banana candy coming up no we should get to our valentine's day (laughs) clips and as usual first i would like to thank the archivists who so um dedicatedly archived these episodes that made um all these clips so easy to find and we've got all men today that i want to thank for all the valentine's day clips uh anthony bedoya uh, Jeff Anderson and our friend Jack Taylor were the ones who found all of these.
4: So thanks,
3: guys. <laughs> this is my I'll consider that my Valentine's Day gifts from all of you. Oh yes. <laughs> so shall we get into it?
4: Yes. So the first one is from the radio days. It looks like it was on Valentine's Day And they play The TBTL dating game I don't want to spoil anything Because it's an amazing um, So let's play that clip
5: Welcome to the time. Thanks everybody For being here tonight I'd like to welcome our guests We've got two wonderful teams ahead of us Here we've got uh, This side, Jennifer and Luke Burbank. Clap, clap, clap. On the
0: other side, we've got Jason and Vanessa. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, uh, Vanessa was doing oops. fine until I hung up on her. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you, uh, Mr. Uh, Guy Sorry. Smiley... Why don't you explain the, the game and I will quickly get Vanessa back on the line. <laughs> All right. Well, what we've got going on for this game, folks, is we've got
5: two teams. We've got Luke Burbank and Jed Andrews. Verdi-
2: well, no, no, Luke and Vanessa are a team oh. playing against, against Jen and Jason.
5: Okay. Against Jed and Jason. Of course, the appropriate couples are together. Right. And so <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to be doing, folks, is playing the old standard data game. I will be asking Jason. And Vanessa, a question. They are going to answer it to the best of their ability, um, of of and, and truthfulness, hopefully, of the correct answer. I will then ask Luke and, J- and Jennifer,
0: what do they think that the other people?
2: She's supposed to be on the bottom row, but <laughs> I think that is your conference button hit.
0: I would just play the more of the music. I think is that kind of Yeah, make sure you got your conference button hit. I'll hit it here for you. Okay, perfect. Now you can like them. Hey, that's awesome. Sean, what can't you do? You run the show, you're hosting the game, and you're making it so we can have... I can't have babies!
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Vanessa, can you hear me, darling? I can. Hi. Hi, sweetie. Welcome to our radio show.
6: <laughs> Hello, radio show.
0: Jason, can you hear Jennifer, sweetie? Yes, I can. Okay, great. So now, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder, Guy Smiley. Have at it. That's okay. I think everyone understands. <laughs> okay,
5: so are we, does everybody, does anybody have any questions? That would mean you, you, I you, or you. I think we've got it. I think we're set. Okay. Yeah, we're set. All right, Vanessa and Jason, what is your favorite smell
2: what is my favorite smell? Yes. So now they need now, to take five seconds. Take five to write seconds it down. to write
5: down your answer. Please do not divulge.
2: And Luke and I are also writing down what we think they are writing down. Exactly. Oh, I see.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I think time's up. Do we have any? Do we have any? Um, like thinking music? <laughs> oh, I think we do. <laughs> That'll really help me?
5: <sighs> All right. Here we go. Hey.
2: <laughs> all right
5: okay are we all ready yeah. luke Ed, yes. jennifer what do you think that they said uh i you go first jennifer. i said
2: pot roast pot roast <laughs> what a what kind of a crazy
7: answer is that
2: every time you walk into a house where the people are making pot roast you say i love this smell <laughs>
7: <laughs> i said chocolate chip cookies baking
0: Oh. No. Um, and I put, I put uh, lilies. lilies, lilies, doesn't everybody like lilies?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stargazer lilies. Sweetie, what did yeah, you they put?
6: Do, they do smell pretty, but that's, that's, yeah. Okay.
0: What did you put?
6: Oh, I, I, okay. Um, I put vanilla
5: vanilla oh. vanilla so we have nobody that got it right this time. all morning. right
0: all right let's move on
2: we all still love each other the same amount
0: yes all thankfully right. because you know the stakes are pretty high sweetie i don't want to i don't want to stress you out but if we lose what are you this it, for? uh your life yeah you the, love? yeah the rest of our life if if we don't win clearly mm, we're not meant to be <laughs> so i just you know let's try to win and it's also not fair for the record, it's not fair that Jen and Jason have been married for 10 years and as they've already as they've already established on this very radio show, they spend an inordinate amount of time together. They have one car so they ride everywhere together. They're like Andy Pettit and his wife. They share everything.
7: <laughs> now, is is the rumor i hear true that you guys spent 2 hours on the phone last night going over all the the possible questions? No, we
0: spent 2 hours on the phone uh trying to fix our argument the previous night about how I wanted our Valentine's date to be at a sports bar watching the Pavlik Taylor fight. Uh, an argument I lost, and rightfully so. So no, we did not do any prep last night. Uh, okay, so it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, Guy Smiley? Okay! <laughs> Luca and Jennifer, what is your least favorite
5: sound? Least favorite sound. <laughs> These are impossible, by the way. Who picked Please, these? no talking. <laughs> now, Vanessa and Jason, please be prepared with your answer. All right. All right. Jason and Vanessa, please continue. <laughs> Go ahead, Vanessa. What do you think? What do you think Luke Burbank said?
4: Um...
6: Luke Burbank gets insanely angry anytime he's on the road and there's a motorcycle sort of rolling oh. or thundering nearby.
0: <laughs> that was, you know what, darling, that was that was a better answer than even I could have given. You're totally right. That wasn't the answer I put down. But
6: drives you completely. Insane, like you totally lose your mind whenever you
0: hear that. I do. You're absolutely right. That's my most hated sound, and I you went had forgot. You with the second
2: most favorite. I th- my second six.
0: most hated. I put down Nickelback. No, oh. but but but, <laughs> sweetie, you're totally right. You're totally right. That sound makes me crazy. Like, I mean, what is? Come on, people. I'm with you. Okay, I'm sorry. Good try, darling. You were right. I was wrong. All right, Jason.
7: Okay, I'm going to say a fan of any kind. Uh I said
2: honking horns.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it looks like we're I out of roll. I hate fans. <laughs> That's
2: Thank true.
0: Apparently, fans. no one loves anyone. <laughs> 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 All right, right. guys. smiling. Okay. Keep it, keep it rolling. All right, Jason and Vanessa.
5: What is the most atho- uh, uh, excuse me? What is the most annoying thing that you do?
7: Annoying. The to, most annoying thing to Jen or to myself. Uh um, Let's say to your partner.
5: Oh, let's get that music My going. My partner. Ten seconds. Ten seconds, everybody. Ten seconds. <laughs> okay, five more seconds. <laughs> okay,
0: time's up. <laughs> Uh, uh, I love how the first one wasn't ten seconds, and the second one was shorter than five seconds. (laughs) Time is so elastic on this show. Guy Smiley is mildly retarded.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. So, Luke and Jennifer, what are your answers?
2: I said that the thing that Jason does that annoys me the most is whistling. Oh, I should have thought of
5: that. Should have thought of losing. That's the most annoying
7: thing. (laughs) What'd you say, babe? I said yelling at other drivers. I no. I said leaving random uh, fingernail clippings on the sink. Because that's what you did that annoyed me today. Yes. <laughs> and usually that's the most annoying thing to you. It's just the latest thing that annoyed you.
0: <laughs> that's the most annoying no, thing. I don't. I think
2: person. that people should sing along with songs, not whistle. And Jason whistles along with songs. Drives me crazy.
0: What if it's a what if. It's a whistling song.
2: Like a Bobby McFerrin
7: number?
0: Uh, I was going more Peter, Bjorn, and John, but as we've already established, I'm too much of a hipster.
7: <laughs> yeah, I don't like whistling at all, actually. Well, the problem when you can't carry a tune is I can't, is I can actually whistle in tune. And so I, I have no way to participate in, in uh, music without whistling. So that's what I do. It's do like you feel bad now, story.
0: Jennifer? No. Feel bad? Okay. <laughs> all right, Luke, what is your answer? Uh, Sorry, yeah, wait, who gives the answer here? Is it, do I give the answer? Or does yeah, Vanessa you give the give answer. You give the answer, Luke. Okay. Yeah. I think that the, this is like, I couldn't come up with anything real. Oh, but I think, oh. because there's nothing about this lady that annoys me. But one thing she does that I think probably isn't a good thing is she lets me talk about myself way too much. So we'll have these two-hour phone conversations, and about an hour and 55 minutes of it will be, will be me going, so the chairs at Cairo are so squeaky. <laughs> and then at the end she goes, so anyway, um, I, uh, I, I, I had a triple-double during the Lakers game. I actually started for the Lakers. <laughs> and then that's the last five minutes of the conversation is some amazing thing she did. So I, I put down, she lets me talk too much. Okay, so we're completely losers
5: tonight. So wait, far. wait, we have not heard haven't her answer. Maybe that say. was her oh, answer. I'm jumping the gun.
6: Um, I put down that I watch TV. I try to watch TV in bed. <sighs>
0: that is annoying. <laughs> that's <laughs> totally annoying, and you totally do that. Good point, darling. I do. <laughs> she can't fall asleep unless she's watching some kind of television, and I can't fall asleep but when there's a bunch With of noise kind of happening.
7: Noise.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bad, bad combo there. All right. All right. O, o, for, o, for, o. o for O. for three? <laughs> is that three now or two? Uh, That's O for three. Good job. So far, so good.
4: Okay, Anne. (laughs) This was amazing. This this is the kind of clip that makes me sad for for the old, the old setup. Mm
3: -hmm. And I should I should note very quickly that this isn't even the whole thing because it was an entire segment of the radio show, and I just took the first ten minutes because. Let's face it, this is a clip show. If I played the whole thing of that, we'd never get to talk about anything else. So, if anybody else wants to hear the rest of it, it's equally amazing. You should go back and find that episode.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, so it's uh, February 14th, 2008. Do we normally put those in the show notes? Um, I think so. I think I do. We should. Everyone should go listen to this. This will make your Valentine's Day even better. Mhm. Okay. So, let's get into this. Um, Sean, first of all, needs to do improv. His voices are equally terrible and amazing at the same time.
3: Uh, And it even, like, I almost couldn't even understand him when he started talking as he's rolling into this game show voice. It was so perfect.
4: It was so perfect. And I love when he's like, We've got a glitch. That should just be the overall motto of TBTL, I think. <laughs> I think so. And I love that he is the he's um, the host of this, but he doesn't know the rules. He doesn't well, understand. He's no. putting uh, he wants to put the mix the couples up and then he's like, oh, yeah, the natural couples, that makes sense.
3: <laughs> I mean, don't you think that Jen probably explained this before? Oh right?
4: Or wrote it out and he didn't read it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I love that they can't figure out how the equipment's going to work. Nope. Because they have um, Vanessa and Jason on phone two separate phone lines calling in and that's just... That's one step more than they usually do. I know <laughs> so
3: I don't understand can't... why Jason doesn't just come into the studio because didn't because he brought Jen to work every day and then picked her up yes. at the end of the show. So why didn't he just come in for this?
4: That's a really good question. Jason, if you're listening. <laughs> I think he listens. So if you if you're listening, please tell us why you didn't just come into the studio on that day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know, maybe he was having a life, Christy.
4: Uh, maybe right <laughs> he actually works <laughs> um i love these questions that uh were so the whole clip there's a lot more
3: mm-hmm.
4: questions okay mm-hmm. i asked jeremy these questions if he could get them and he's like oh i don't know
3: no these are impossible <laughs> questions
4: <laughs> and they're so hard um and i wonder if these were originally taken from the newlywed game could be Yeah, because they're they're pretty difficult. Uh And Jeremy just tried to be funny um, the whole time. That's not going to win you the... No, it isn't.
3: I don't know. What was the prize on the newlywed game? That was like the 70s. So the prize was probably like $150. Right, right.
4: (laughs) And it always got... I loved that show for some reason. And I always... um, How old was I? Probably way too young. um, But I would watch it and think, when I get married, I'm going to know. This is the standard... Of a, of a quality of marriage is if you can answer these weird <laughs> random questions about someone. But I feel like if you're going on the show, I, I also thought like we would just practice. I would just ask, you know, I would just know everything about mm-hmm. that. Same mm-hmm. as family feud. I always thought it's not if it's when I'm going on family feud and yes. I would always um, think about which family members were too dumb to go on <laughs> and who I would have <laughs> I did the same thing <laughs> <laughs> because didn't it seem like you were you were gonna go that in yeah. Double Dare?
3: Yeah, I used to um, like lie on the floor of the family room and watch Family Feud. Uh, you know, in the summer in the mornings, and my mom would be cleaning or something, and she would just walk by the TV and she would just toss out an answer, and it would mm-hmm. always be the number one answer. And I was like, Mom, you have to be on my team.
4: <laughs> mom's on the team brother not so much maybe (laughs) i was like which aunt could i get i bet i could get
3: one of them they're all smart
4: (laughs) and then you would just go around uh one out of a hundred what do you think (laughs) (laughs) um let's see i share one of jason's worst sounds which is the sound of fans specifically bathroom fans really Hmm. It's so I, I feel like there's two kinds of sounds. One is a sound that makes you angry, and one that makes you cringe. Like people have the fingernails on a chalkboard. Sure, that doesn't sure. make you angry. It's just like it's like a visceral reaction. Hmm. And then one that makes you angry. Do you? What are yours? Um. I can't. I I
3: don't even know. I don't know what's a sound that would make me angry. Well, there is that scene in Dumb and Dumber. Where he says, want to hear the most annoying sound? <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. I would say that my most cringy sound goes along with my most cringy sight, which is anytime in movies or TV when there's a medical thing and they're going to – cut into somebody in an operation or Uh somebody if they're taking a blood oath and somebody like slices their hand with a knife anytime there's Uh any cutting and sometimes they do sound effects with that so you can hear you know the knife go into the flesh and i'm like ah no i have to avert my eyes because i just i can't even that does that is cringeworthy to me
4: yeah that's pretty bad um i have the cringe which is broken glass scraping on the ground like cement oh sure Oh, that's cringe to me that is then, very
3: specific yeah it is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then um whining kids and repetitive fan loud fan noises in bathrooms make me angry the like pitch of whining kids i was telling that to jeremy he goes oh wow every day must be held to you because we have a lot of that in this house <laughs>
3: Well, hopefully that's only temporary, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: Hopefully, hopefully she's not a whine. Well, I think kids go from whining to like bratty teenagers. I know I did.
3: Well, hopefully you'll have like six months in there, (laughs) yeah,
2: like in a transition time.
4: I'll probably rip out all the bathroom fans by then. (laughs) Um, oh yeah, the most annoying thing that I do. Okay, I'll tell you something. I think Jason is amazing. He's one of like probably the best human that I know of. Okay, so I loved that he left fingernail clippings. It's it's gross, uh-huh. and I would probably kill Jeremy if he did that. But I love that Jason did it because it's like that one little thing that he does.
3: And if it's the only <laughs> thing that makes it kind of endearing and not yes, <laughs> enraging.
4: Yeah, I love that he said. Well, basically anything I do that day is the yeah, most annoying yeah. thing to
3: it's just whatever is is top of mind, that's the annoying thing. But I do love that that Jen is so pointed about whistling that songs should be sung along to, not whistled along to.
4: I wish I I can't whistle no matter what. So I'm I'm just a little jealous that I cuz I probably would whistle all the songs too.
3: You just never learned or you're just not good at it? I can't do it. Really?
4: Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you do you hate Whistler? Do you agree with her? Because you're a singer.
3: Um, no, actually, I don't. Again, my mom. I'm not sure what the Freudian interpretation is about talking about my mom multiple times on a Valentine's <laughs> Day show. But um, my mom is a big whistler. So and she doesn't whistle along the songs. She just sort of whistles. Yeah, just sort of whistles as she works. So it's not something to like or dislike. It's something that just was there. So it doesn't bother me and anybody.
4: It's like a little comforting.
3: Yeah, kind of, I guess. Like I remember her just whistling while she made the beds after she took all the sheets out of the dryer or something. It just makes me
4: think of mom. Oh. (laughs) Oh, what I thought was funny about during this was Luke didn't even think about vanessa's answers he went with what he thinks people would say so like Mm -hmm. he said her favorite smell was lilies because people tend to like those
3: i that seems so random to me (laughs) of course her answer was vanilla and that was pretty
4: boring that's pretty that's pretty vanilla what's your favorite scent
3: oh i don't know well i like jason's answer of the chocolate chip cookies baking Mm i mean that's kind of an obvious one for me, but I would yes. say I really like the smell outside in the spring. When you go outside mm-hmm. and the the soil is kind of damp and you can feel things growing, yes. Maybe you guys feel that in Seattle know, all the such. time, but yeah. <laughs> here when all the snow has melted and and things you can you know that things are alive still. That's a great smell.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that too, which is probably opposite of yours which is the outside before it snows oh sure because we rarely have snow and so that's a that's a great scent and I think it reminds me of my childhood where it just dumped for months at mm-hmm. a time mm-hmm. <laughs> um but we don't have it here so like just the outside right before and then the smell of waffle cones specifically making you oh, know when they make fresh waffle cones good one yeah because mm. it's kind of vanilla but it's also baking and a little burnt mm-hmm Oh, now I want a waffle cone. I know. <laughs> I thought yours would be something baking.
3: Yes, well, right now I am smelling a cinnamon pecan coffee cake. What's what? cooling on the counter?
4: <laughs> is that your is
3: is it cakes this month? I am still baking out of the bunt cake book that Meredith gave me for Christmas.
4: Oh, wow. it's so a this great is book. a coffee cake bunt cake. Uh-huh. Oh, do you have America's Test Kitchen baking? I do. Oh, that's a good one, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else in this?
3: Um, this? I, I did enjoy um, on the most annoying thing. Luke's answer was that uh, what he thinks the most annoying thing about him is, is that um, Vanessa lets him talk way too much about himself. <laughs> he gives the example of that, like that two hour long phone call, and he talks about himself for like an hour and 50 minutes, and at the end, She gets her her moment to say something amazing. And I can totally see that happening.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It must have been really difficult to have a long distance relationship with him.
3: Yes. Yes. I I think she was very good at indulging his narcissism. And I mean that in in the most loving way. Yes,
4: I mean, he calls himself that we're not we're not diagnosing him. Right. He full on says that. (laughs) Probably with the help of Lisa Weinberg.
3: Probably, I I think that is a really good quality in a partner if they'll patiently let you talk about yourself. I'm I'm not actually I get tired of talking about myself, so I don't Me need too. somebody <laughs> that does that. But yeah. I think for Luke, that's a very good thing.
4: Well, actually, I just changed I just changed my mind on this. Having a long distance relationship is better because she could be who knows playing Angry Birds while he's going on and on cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> making dinner we're like if you're face to face you have to listen to that and make eye contact sometimes
3: that's true you could be shopping on amazon going "Uh uh-huh uh-huh you could be shopping at uh the
4: store (laughs) you wouldn't know
3: okay you convinced me
4: bluetooth headset there you go you're in
3: Um, the other thing that I wanted to highlight we talked about Sean at the beginning and his amazing game show hosting skills but there was that part at the beginning where he was fixing the technical debacle Mm -hmm. and Luke said Sean what can't you do and he said I can't have babies (laughs) it just made me
4: laugh that was such a great line (laughs) and it's funny because he throws out these funny things and it's just like it doesn't even phase anyone. Nope. Mhm. I was laughing hysterically and they were just like, "Okay. Uh-huh. That's sure. Sean."
3: <laughs> and that he was having trouble with um, trouble with time. And if you listen to the the entire segment, um he you know, he he says 10 more seconds and then some length of time elapses that is clearly not 10 seconds and then he'll be like, "10 more seconds." <laughs> it's something again completely different and and luke says at one point i love how time is elastic and sean says (laughs) guy smiley is mildly retarded
4: well i'm sure he was during this whole thing he's also running the boards right so he's making sure the levels are right i mean he's a he's amazing if you think about that he all the phone calls coming Mm -hmm. in he has to take care of that make sure the commercials are on time on on a podcast it's different. They don't have to deal with that stuff. But on a radio show, all of that stuff is happening and he's listening in the headphones to make sure everything's right and is working and he's being hilarious. So let's just keep in mind the genius of, of Sean.
3: Yep. That's, that's pretty amazing. All right. Should we go on to the next one?
4: Yes, please. I'm already angry. <laughs>
3: The second clip that we're going to play is from 2011. It's from February 9th. So just shortly before Valentine's Day. And this is Luke and Jen talking. And the topic is work spouses and Valentine's Day
0: gifts. So let's roll that clip. Speaking of really good relationships, uh, we turn to the uh, story of a girl named uh, Amy McMahon. This is in the Wall Street Journal. Uh... For Valentine's Day on Monday, Amy McMahon will be celebrating twice. She's preparing a romantic candlelight dinner for her longtime boyfriend and giving him a gift card from his favorite fitness website. First of all, shut it down, America. We're just shutting it down, America, on that Valentine's gift. (laughs) Hey, I got you a gift certificate to your favorite fitness website. More yoga mats, and I don't have to pay for them? awesome you really do love me uh she'll be giving a gift card that same day ms mcmahon will be giving her quote work husband some small heart-shaped cakes and a sentimental card shut it down america this is because uh she is a person who at least according to this story where they were able to find two people who would cop to this she is a person who is apparently also giving Valentine's presents to her work husband, so-called work spouse. And um where do we begin on this one, Flash?
6: Um let's begin with work spouse. Let's begin with that Shut idea. I love America. how they say I love how they say her work spouse of 3 years as if they had like a commitment ceremony yeah. in the office kitchen.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean
6: Do you know anyone who refers to someone regularly as their work spouse? Oh, and we've been together for four years, ever since we met at the coffee machine, and we knew that we had to be together forever in our cubicle. Like This is the most ridiculous – and the Wall Street Journal keeps referring to it like it's a term used for coworkers with close relationships. That's called friends. That's called coworkers and friends.
0: I have occasionally heard someone jokingly say about someone they work with, oh, God, yeah, like they're like totally like my work husband. Like in a passing jokey way that might, they might say at one time out of, in an entire year, as opposed to, well, we've been work married for two and a half years. No, it's three years. You always forget. He's so bad at that. It's been three years. It's like, you know who has a work spouse? Kelly Kapoor. <laughs>
6: exactly.
4: Like nobody exactly. If really does jokingly
6: this. Says, right, and if somebody jokingly says, or somebody refers to their work spouse and you ask them, oh, what's your anniversary? They'll start laughing and be like, well, obviously, we don't have an anniversary. I mean, this is like a joke. And the Wall Street Journal is treating it like this very serious situation where people across the country are in Hallmark trying to figure out what to get, what card to pick out for their work spouse. Nobody is doing that.
0: Yeah. You got to shut this down, America. Shut down, America. For serious. And and the problem with this article is that they, they just take it as a given that work that this work spouse thing because it was reported on some other bullcrap, you know, MSNBC show at some point and then right. caught a little bit of like, you know, it got caught up in the sort of talk radio updraft. Do you have a worm's move? Um, and so now it's like they're treating it like it's a real thing that is happening across a wide spectrum of the working world. And it's just totally and completely not a real thing. Everyone has somebody at the work that they hate less than ever, all the other people. Therefore, there's someone at your work. And you're like, yeah, that person's fine, and you might even have friends that you work with. You might have become friends with people there, but nobody walks around describing. It's 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 not big love, right? You're not, no, you're not no. married to two people, and if you and I just have to say this, and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to get like i don't know act like this jealousy plays a role in this but if you have a person at your work who you call your work spouse on a repeated basis and give valentine's presence to and have an anniversary of how long you've been work married you are doing some serious projecting and you need to get you need to call like uh i don't know dr drew or something who should they call ghostbusters those either somebody needs to in or Egon (laughs) you need to seriously you need to seriously look into that because that would be that is that would be a highly upsetting thing I would say if you started to really treat it like because what that says to me is there you're taking this way too far and and you may not be having sex with this person but there's an emotional affair that's now going on that you're trying to cover up with this like what it's my work husband who you call it to in the morning well, crying when your real husband is pissing you off. I mean, that's when things start to get really, really uncool.
6: That's the other thing. And um, I know that we have some listeners who hate when I do this, which is a talk about the gender issue. But the fact is, is the only people copying to this are women. There are not guys out there who talk about their work life. And I think it's because women tend to like to put labels on relationships and because it makes them feel more secure. Yeah. And, uh, because all of this is women having their work spouses and, um, you know, finally at the very end of the interview, they're interviewing this lady who's like, yeah, there's a guy at work who's my, I jokingly call my work spouse. And then they said, are you getting him some, something for Valentine's Day? She said, are you crazy? That's weird. Valentine's is a romantic holiday. <laughs> well, listen and that's to this. the end of the article. Okay,
3: Christy, this is a topic that has come back recently on yes. TTL just the whole subject of, of work spouses, but the idea of work spouses that you have to celebrate valentine's day
4: for no No, that's that's not (laughs) that's not a work spouse that is a a, an affair waiting to in the in the the, it's on deck that's an affair on deck as we call it um and I, i just don't even understand i feel like because i worked for eight years by myself that maybe i missed this whole thing um this because is it still something that's happening? Do people still use this term? I
3: think probably certain people in certain industries. Have do. you heard it at work before? I, I'm i familiar with the term, but yeah. I don't know. But at your work, do people say that? No. Well, it's 95% dudes at my work. Mm, okay. I I mean I think, So you have a lot of husbands. Yeah, is what you're saying. Our, our organization all told, I think my group is at like 135 people and there are eight ladies including me. Oh. So So
4: it's kind of an opposite of um what is that show that he that Luke talks about? Big Love.
3: <laughs> yeah. So but I can sort of see where it comes from because being an introvert, I do go down to to quality versus quantity on my friendships and so I may only have Mm -hmm. a few close friends at my work and maybe the person that I like the most is a guy but I don't consider him my work husband it may be that when we go to staff meetings that you know I might I might sit by him because I like him but uh, there's no we don't share our emotional needs with one another that's for sure
4: yeah and buying them a valentine's day present uh-huh. That's really
3: weird. Now that that is strange. I have never heard of that. That suggests a formalization of the relationship that is beyond strange.
4: Yeah, and and how they talked about how they knew their anniversary. That's mm-hmm. a couple that's a those are coworkers that are about to consummate that, that yeah, relationship. Yeah. That's, not, that's not normal. You've worked somewhere for a certain amount of years. That doesn't... And like Jen said, what, did you have a commitment ceremony in the work kitchen?
3: <laughs> right, right. Well, and um, as she notes in that, the only people that cop to this are women. So maybe you go back and whatever this woman who was who was the subject of the story, talk to her so-called work husband. Does he
4: see it in the same way did he also think it was weird that she bought him romantic gift right it's it's so weird Uh, I've only known a couple people that have have had this situation and they've all ended up cheating on their spouse with that person so Mm. and also who wants a second husband or wife (laughs) how about just a work friends with benefits (laughs) (laughs) I'd set up for that (laughs) just kidding (laughs) It all just seems like a lot of work. I understand you're at work more than you are at home. Mm-hmm. But just do work. Right.
3: I do. I really enjoyed that Luke's example. Uh, he said, you know who has a work spouse? Kelly Kapoor from The Office. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is the kind of person that has a work spouse.
4: Right. <laughs> right, And it, it's so weird because she was single. So right. it wasn't a work husband, it was a crush <laughs> right, on a coworker, <laughs> which is totally fine. I mean, because the, uh, sorry for this, Anne, um, but the statistics are you're going to find that person at work because that's where you are. Right. Unless you're going out to the clubs at night or like whatever, um, that's where you're probably going to find someone in the workplace.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So it's just a crush. But I just, I just want to, um, I think Jen said, shut it down. America for mm-hmm. work spouses, mm-hmm. and I want to shut it down to Valentine's Day gifts. Period. Ooh, <laughs> taking we a don't, strong and, stance. Yeah, I mean, we don't need another holiday to buy stuff.
3: No, that's true. Mm-mm.
4: And uh, we have a clip about that later on, so I won't. <laughs> I won't rant about it now.
3: <laughs> yeah, save that rant for later.
4: Yes. Do you have any? Anything else on work, spouses? No,
3: I'm ready to move on to the
4: next one. Okay. This is a clip about Luke trying to book a table for Valentine's Day. And it comes to us on February 10th, 2014. And it's when Luke tries to use his celebrity for getting a good table. So roll that clip.
1: He Yeah, I mean, he's a big listener of... um. KCRW, I know. I think that's how I got the uh, apartment. Are activity. you serious? He by was, the we, way? Well, I don't. I don't think that. I, I'm serious that he's a big listener. I don't think that's how I got the apartment. But Genevieve and I, on our very first meeting of him, and he was showing us around. Like early on, he was just like in the first couple of minutes, he was like, "What do you guys do?" And Genevieve said, "Well, he just got a new job at KCRW," and he's like, "Oh my god, I lo- we are a KCRW family." He was very excited about that KCRW. Is connection.
0: that? Let me let me let me ask Walshke. Do you feel that that is somehow dirty pool? Because I will tell you a little something. I have um, an an auto signature on the emails that I send from my kind of personal email account. And mm-hmm. they say, um, it says like media stuff I tend to do. And it kind of lists TBTL and Livewire and wait, wait. And then it has hyperlinks to those things. And... Like 80% of why I have that is because if I'm trying to get like a publisher to provide their author for us uh, as a guest or if I'm trying to talk to somebody about TBTL stuff, I want it to seem legit and it's just easier than trying to explain everything. My hope is they'll look at that and they'll go, oh, this guy is like a semi-real person at doing this stuff. Uh, But the other part, the other 20% is if something is kind of 50-50 – like, I'm emailing a restaurant, as I was, about getting a table. And they happen to, because, like, uh, for v- Valentine's is coming up. So, trying mm-hmm. to get a table for us at this particular restaurant that was um, full. And I emailed and I just said, hey, I Red trying- Lobster is that busy on Valentine's Day? You know what? The one in SeaTac is considered really kind of one of the high-end <laughs> Red Lobsters. <laughs> the one next to Lovers? Did I ever tell you, well, that's, well, I mean, can you think of a better Valentine's? (laughs) You go to Red Lobster, you have basically uh, like a a shrimp scampi feast, and then you go over to Lovers and you pick up some unmentionables. Case Uh. closed. Um, uh, So I emailed this place asking if um, they had any, and what happened was they had on their website one of those... uh, Little drop-down menus that shows you when there are tables available, and it didn't show Thursday night. Now that's weird because Thursday night is the night before Valentine's Day. Um, I know, by the way, it's Valentine's Day. I like to say Valentine's because <laughs> I'm because I'm hilarious. I was just about to give you
1: a fake correction, but I was like, if I give you a fake correction, people really will start to think that. You don't know that it's Valentine's Day? There was a scene... I think everybody knew.
0: There was a scene on 30 Rock years ago where Rachel Dratch played, like, the Romanian housekeeper or something. Somebody's, I don't know, Jack Donaghy's, like, apartment or something. And she would say, Happy Valentine's to everybody. And I loved it. And I always wanted to find that Mm -hmm. drop, and it was impossible to find. Maybe one of the listeners... Can find that on the internet. Val- Happy Valentine's! So, the weird thing is because I got to go down to Portland on Friday f- to get ready for the live wire. I'm looking to do a little Valentine's dinner action on Thursday night. So I thought I'm counter programming here, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is—I mean, I could probably get a, a table anywhere because it's the night before Valentine's. Turns out a lot of people, I guess, are doing the same thing because I looked at the drop-down menu at this particular restaurant. Actually, I'll mention them because uh, the good news is that they do not give any special treatment. Uh, by the way, are you sitting down, Andrew? Mm-hmm. They don't give any special treatment to podcast hosts. Are you, not even you? <laughs> Me least of all. The place is called the Book Bindery in Seattle, and it is in a building. Oh, that yeah, used that's to a nice a, place. used to be a book bindery. In. So I looked at the drop down menu, and it didn't even list the night before Valentine's as an option. Which was a little confusing to me. Um, And so then I emailed them and I said, hey, uh, just wondering if if perchance there are any uh, tables available the night before Valentine's. And then I didn't uh, hope that they wouldn't notice that I do some sort of radio show stuff sometimes. And sure enough, the response came back, a very polite response that said, no, actually we have no availability that night. You know, if something changes, we'll let you know. That's the totally appropriate response, but it has happened before that somebody has noticed, oh, you work on those things, I like those things, and then they've said, well, we'll we'll squeeze you in to whatever the thing is. Is that terrible of me? Am I being a horrible human by by, by hoping on some level that maybe – like for if you wanted to get into that apartment and there was a bunch of people trying to rent that same apartment and that person – like Genevieve wisely mentioned KCRW, not that that's what she was trying to do, but – had she recognized it as a strategic advantage for you guys, would that be a bad
4: thing? Okay, and what do you think? What do you think? Do you think that it's, as he says, dirty pool to try to get a table?
2: Oh, Luke.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's very slick about it. He doesn't call them up and say, do you know who I am? You know, he just comes up with an excuse to email I would say that this situation, I mean, he tries to compare his trying to get a table and Andrew getting the apartment with the name dropping. And I I think the difference is that um, maybe knowing that Andrew worked at KCRW, I mean, you know, in this alternate universe, could have given Andrew a little preference on his application. Mm -hmm. But in Luke's case, the restaurant was full Right. It's not like there's a bunch of people who are trying and maybe he can get a little leg up. No, no. There's no opportunity here. So being told no and then saying, but I do some
4: cool radio
3: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for me.
4: No. Also, it's not like Andrew saw... Saw the landlord's car and saw a sticker bumper sticker right for for the station it, it the guy just said what do you do and he said and he told the truth mm-hmm. that's that's different i I feel like the intent isn't there right right and also knowing andrew he probably was a little excited like oh maybe that helps us but oh i feel a little gross about it right at the same time and he didn't even do anything wrong he told the truth mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um as far So I've worked in restaurants, and that's probably why I hate Valentine's Day. Um, and I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. You can get a better table sometimes if you um, give the host uh, some money, like slip, uh-huh. slip some money. But I'll tell you, especially in the Seattle area, there's enough celebrities around here. It's not going to work. Like his care. little podcast and sometimes on um, – whatever the cbs morning show that doesn't mean anything i mean we have athletes we have actual movie stars we have i mean like anything that someone's gonna come in that's more famous than you no matter what and it mm-hmm. they don't care they care about turning the tables filling it up getting tips it you you don't matter
3: sure i would think that yeah. the really the only tactic is is luck to hope that yep. somebody cancels and you happen to get in there,
4: but or I know plan early.
3: Well, now that is a novel thought.
4: <laughs> if if going out on Valentine's Day is something that is valuable to you and your relationship, you need to do it in January,
3: right? It's and not that sucks. Like, yes, it's not like the date of Valentine's Day changes. <laughs> right?
4: Always going to be. It's not a shock. <laughs> And he he was shocked because it was Valentine's Day Eve. But I believe that that was a Friday. It was either yes. a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah, I so, looked it up too. <laughs> so of course it's going to be busy because normally Friday and Saturday nights are busy. But mm-hmm. add a holiday and you're going to have that. And, and now if it is on a weekend, like probably this year, I think it's on a Tuesday. So the Saturday before is going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. Because people are going to celebrate it before, and then during and after. That's why it's annoying. But um, <laughs> um, I also wanted to to talk about how they they joked about how going to Red Lobster and then to Lovers is the perfect the
3: perfect. <laughs> well, I would do one of those two things. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one.
4: <laughs> but I love that they have this ongoing joke about Lovers. Mm-hmm. Lovers package. <laughs> and they think they I, I love it because neither one of them have ever been into one of those stores and they just talk about it a lot.
3: Now, I don't actually I'm not familiar with lovers, but I assume it's just a, a sex shop.
4: Right. Yeah. But it's kind of yeah, I guess I mean I've put on enough bachelorette parties to have gone <laughs> into them way too many <laughs> times. But it's kind of classy it's like an upscale um yeah you don't feel dingy or whatever
3: so it's it's like victoria's secret not fredericks of hollywood
4: exactly exactly but i just love that they have this ongoing um joke about a place that they've never been (laughs) and it is true those two things are usually next to each other (laughs) i don't know why do you feel like sexy time after having cheddar bay biscuits and lobster
3: I don't know. It depends on how
4: much, how much <laughs>
3: lobster I've had. <laughs> I don't know. I could get down after a few cheddar bays.
4: Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh huh. You can buy those the mix in the store. I don't know if it tastes the same as, as in the restaurant, but you can definitely buy the mix.
3: I have a recipe for homemade that I've never tried.
4: What? Uh huh. That sounds amazing. Maybe that will be in your archive raffle contest box. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. So I say the verdict is don't try to use whatever celebrity. Because honestly, niceness will get you more than saying, do you know who I am? Right. Because a host does not care.
3: I mean, you can take the the tack of... Well, you're not going to get anything if you don't try. Or it never hurts to try. And I suppose that that's acceptable. If Luke wants mm-hmm. to f- fire off an email, I wonder how how big his signature is on that. So he, you know, <laughs> he put like radio host in twenty six point font
4: on there. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> or you does it that? now say daytime Emmy award winner? <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> I mean, so. The most they can do is just reject him, right? So I guess if he's okay with that, and I always err on the side of not making life more difficult for hospitality and Mm -hmm. service staff.
4: Well, also I I have to book a lot of restaurants and um, events for my job, and what I what I have noticed is calling always gets in a little bit closer because mm-hmm. you're talking to someone actually and restaurants are so busy that email is kind of last yeah in a lot of places and then a lot of restaurants now have reservation third party reservation apps and it's hard to talk to someone. Like I just had to make a reservation for seven people but it only went to six. Sure, yeah. So then I had to put in the notes that I wanted it for seven and then they didn't understand. So they emailed me back, like, do you want it for seven o'clock or for seven people? And then so I just picked up the phone and called and then that we were mm-hmm. done with the email. Like we didn't mm-hmm. need to keep keep it going. So I mean if you think about how a restaurant works, they're busy from open to close. When do they have time to to answer the email. So just call. Right. And don't be a jerk.
3: Don't be a jerk. Well, I have to say <laughs> that I am very happy at the way that this worked out because the only thing that would have really upset me is if this had worked for him and he got a table. <laughs> In his, his typical Luke fashion, he would somehow make it work out for him after he was completely half-assed about it beforehand. So the fact that they said, oh no, I'm sorry, that really pleases me that he had to live with the consequences of his actions for once. Yeah. I really feel for Carrie sometimes. I think that there are a lot of benefits to being married to Luke. I mean, Mm -hmm. we love him. He's a great guy, but I think that there is a certain type of patience that you would need to possess to be in a long-term relationship with him.
4: Oh, she definitely deserves a Nighttime Emmy Award (laughs) for this. But um, I just think that part of knowing their relationship is that she knows that she has to take care of these stuff. And that sometimes isn't isn't good because sometimes you want to have a surprise or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. So, right. I remember when they first got together, um, he was talking on the radio like, oh, well, my girlfriend they had, I think they had just started dating. They were maybe like three or four months in. My girlfriend's birthday is by Christmas. And do I combine the gifts? And I was like, before the sentence was even out, I was emailing him. <laughs> no, you do not combine the gifts and wrap it in birthday wrap and give it to her on her birthday and then get her something for Christmas. It doesn't have to be big, but you need to make it separate because us people that our December birthdays are very sensitive about it. And so you have to have to do this and you'll win so many points. I mean, even if you get her just something dumb or take her out to dinner, but it has to be separate. And he just wrote back and said, thanks. And I remember <laughs> that he did that. There's a whole story about him getting slippers or something, right?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the
4: expensive slippers on <laughs> Rodeo drive. <laughs> thought, Oh, I'll just pop in this store and get something cheap. <laughs>
3: Well, let's look at it this way. He could get it at the newsstand in the airport. Right.
4: That's true. A snow globe. I got you a snow globe of Seattle. <laughs>
3: All right. Are we ready for the last clip? Yes. Um, I. This is one of the clips that I actually archived. And I remember very specifically when I listened to this show and I was beside myself. I was so annoyed with them. And then when I got to archive it, I was mad again, <laughs> which is indicated in in what I, I wrote in my summary. I Actually, <laughs> what I have written right here is what I wrote in the archive, which is, moving on, Andrew hates Valentine's Day. What follows is a conversation by two grown men being willfully helpless on the subject of how to show their partner that they appreciate her. You guys, I can't even... <laughs> And that's how I feel about this clip. So let's take a listen to that, and we'll see what we see.
1: I hate Valentine's Day. I don't know. I can't remember what our Valentine's Day policy is. I remember our very, very first uh, Valentine's Day together, Genevieve and I were a couple of young punks, and I was kind of like, we don't do Valentine's Day. That's stupid. Yeah, we hate the system. But then I didn't do anything on Valentine's Day. And, you know, we're in our early 20s, and then Genevieve went to work that way and everybody got all these Valentine's Day things and I didn't and she was kind of upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, kinda, that kind of you know put it on my radar. And then so I think you know in some of the years after that, I maybe made more of a deal of it. But this year, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, it's on a Sunday. It's too late to get reservations anywhere. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm almost panicking a little bit because I have, I'm just like, I'm going to keep on not thinking about it until it's too late. Like that it's is not honestly. too late to get her uh, Vermont teddy bear. There's one <laughs> in lingerie. Where are or something? we going to get? We'll need a bigger apartment. There's so many. We already have. We have 15. <laughs> one for every year we're together. So um, I don't. I don't know. I need to. I yeah. guess I should figure something. But you do like, need to do something. We just though. had our 15th anniversary. Um, uh, like n- not long ago at all. Um, her birthday is in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're off the holiday. It's just like it's a whole. Yeah. It's like it's all grouped together and Valentine's Day is the stupidest one. I hate Valentine's Day.
0: Um we could do a whole show on Valentine's Day and maybe we should uh tomorrow because it is a real it's a it's a real dilemma because on the one hand it is as is often said it's more or less the invention of the greeting cards companies and the uh, I guess chocolate industry and I guess the teddy bear industry. Uh, and and so in in that way you could look at it and just say this is this is dumb let's not let's not all just play along with this thing and then on the other hand it's nice to be n- nice to the people you love and it's it's like in a way that it serves it serves a sort of a purpose but it is a lot of pressure on I'm just going to say it historically it's a lot of pressure on guys I think like i have never once thought oh god i hope that whoever i'm with I hope they really bring it on Valentine's Day.
1: Right? No, no the best ne- Valentine's gift you could give me would be to say we're not doing anything for Valentine's Day.
0: Uh, I pretty much agree. Like, yeah. I feel a huge amount of stress around Valentine's Day, uh, and not because Carrie's not like it's probably like Genevieve. It's like, would if we if it, would, if it went unacknowledged, I think that would be kind of a bummer. But it's not like I'm getting a list of this is what you're going to do on Valentine's. Actually, that would be really. You helpful. would feel like you would be bummed I out if it take went unacknowledged. A list? I'm saying I think Carrie would be bummed oh, out Oh, Carrie un- would be. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's not like she doesn't care about it, but she's not obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah. Although I just, I just realized that's what I need is a list. I could execute a list. What do you mean a list of what? Just of what to do on Valentine's Day. Like like if, if – if if the, the hard part is – again, I'm speaking generally here. But the hard part as a guy when it comes to Valentine's Day is you feel like you're going to – you're not going to nail it. Or you're not going to pick the right thing, like – and that's pressure. I mean it's it's the unknown. It's like if, if I got a list that just said make a reservation at this restaurant, purchase this item, uh, I would just follow the list. It would be great. The stress I feel around Valentine's Day is not knowing what to do is what I'm trying to say. hmm
1: yeah, and if I was going to – I mean this is this is Los Angeles, Luke. This is the city of angels. Like if I was going to make a reservation at a nice restaurant for Valentine's Day, I needed to do that at least a month ago. So well, that's not an There option. is the wiener schnitzel. There is the wiener schnitzel. I guess I could make a dinner, but it's like I don't think we do this. I honestly don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> think we did – again, like it comes right on the heels of our anniversary. So it's kind of like really? We do it? We got
0: to do it again? I've got – I'll tell you what, man. I'm – I've been a very fortunate man in my life in a lot of ways. One of the ways I've been unfortunate is the timing of a lot of this stuff. So Addie's birthday is Wednesday. So Addie's birthday is the 17th of February. So it's always really close to Valentine's Day. And that's another one. You got to – I feel like I got to really bring it on her birthday. So that's a lot of pressure. And then the other is that Carrie's birthday is really close to Christmas. So at Christmas time, I'm like, ah, oh, I got to nail this Christmas for my wife. I got to nail her birthday. I got to nail Christmas for my daughter. And then I'm just coming up for air, and now it's this Valentine's, Mm Addie's birthday, Texas two-step.
1: Yeah. No, I'm – I go Christmas, which is I think on December 26th, Um, and then uh, anniversary is like two weeks after that. Which is fine. Like I understand celebrating an anniversary. I'm still. What do a huge you guys count as
0: your anniversary? Your first date? Um, what do we? Ca- yeah,
1: first first official date when I moved to New Hampshire. Yeah, so I uh, <laughs> don't break
0: that down. No, I no, I just I was just thinking of an inappropriate. I was just thinking of an inappropriate thing. That's all. Were you thinking about my voice when I do it like oh, this? Oh, that's good. Love just, that. Yesterday, you just put that thought out of my mind. So yeah. it's been Replaced by the sheer horror of that voice from you.
1: Um, anyway, so yeah, so it goes. Uh, it goes Christmas, and then almost immediately anniversary, and then you know three, four weeks after that, um, uh, Valentine's Day, and so I don't know. Having the two kind of romantic. Oh, and then uh, and then uh, three weeks after that, Genevieve's birthday. So it's like all right there.
0: Well, if I can, okay, dole out a little advice on this. I think my sense is the main thing that is important is the feeling in the other person uh, that you – that it was important to you to make an effort. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't actually think it's the specifics of what you do as much as it's that you take you, – you demonstrate that you took some time out of your life to think about the other person's wants and needs. So for instance, if you were to get some nice flowers – if you were to make a meal that you know that she likes uh, and just think of anything else that she would like to do that you typically try to get out of doing. Um, if no, you were I to know what I, I got to do. Uh,
1: well, I got to let, let her play the Monopoly game with me. <laughs> Instead of just playing against the computer, I got to do the thing where we put it on the table between us and we play each, we play each other. I'm willing to do that. One one day a year. They say that chivalry is dead. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. (laughs) I'm taken.
3: So I love that this clip starts with Andrew just saying, I hate Valentine's Day. (laughs) Just (laughs) flat out saying it. And then he says he can't remember what his policy is with Genevieve. And I'm like, really? After 15 15 years, (laughs) you are confused as to how she feels about Valentine's Day.
4: Yeah, I mean, I do have to I I understand that that's that that's a little weird after 15 time 15 years you'd think you'd write yourself a note. Um but I do think she kind of did a little bit of a trap. She did. She didn't care about it and she probably didn't. Uh, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She probably doesn't care about it and that's why he doesn't know the policy. But then when all of her coworkers started getting stuff, you feel a little like, "Oh, well, I don't get a little prize. I mean, I don't feel that way, but, you know, like everyone is getting stuff. And then you might be like, oh, some chocolates and flowers might be nice for me. So then it's a trap. And then he feels crappy. But when you are told, I don't want this. And then eight hours later, you're being told, oh, I'm sad because I didn't get that. (laughs) That's not fair.
3: Well, maybe she says, I don't want this in the traditional big valentine's gift industry way like she doesn't want mm-hmm. him to go to jared and she doesn't need <laughs> two dozen roses and she mm-hmm. doesn't want the giant box of chocolates but that doesn't mean that she doesn't want it to be acknowledged at all
4: okay yeah I mean, and that's, that's why just
3: you christy
4: i agree that couples should maybe have once you're in especially 15 years later but maybe a year or two you're in it Everyone knows you're in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do sit down and have a policy discussion.
3: Right. That's the whole point of this, is that you just need to know what your partner wants. If they want to do nothing and pretend that the day doesn't exist, then that's fine. If they want you to do... Rose petals and
4: in the shape of a heart on the bed.
3: (laughs) Yes, champagne chilling on the nightstand. Then that's something else. I mean, that's not a a relationship I would be particularly interested to be in. But if that's what they need for their acknowledgement of
4: how much they mean to you, then you got to get that figured out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that isn't the kind of person you want to be with, and then you decide that at that time, right? But. You should have a working policy. It's funny that he called it a policy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, something very Andrew, such a formal thing. But I don't think that I mean coming to like a state of union of your relationship isn't a bad thing.
3: No, not at all. I think it's very weak tea, though the excuses that they use when they talk about this, and he's like, "Well." It was just Christmas, and you know, then it's our anniversary, <laughs> it's and birthday. then it's Valentine's Day, and then it's her birthday. I'm like, okay, four things in four months. I mean, <laughs> come on.
4: Well, and also, remember they forgot their anniversary this year. Well, that's true. They were in Canada, and someone asked how long they've been together, and they're like, oh, yeah, today is our anniversary. <laughs>
3: I just, whenever the two of them talk about, oh, it's just, it's too much. It's, it's all these obligations that I have and they're so close together. And I'm like, yeah, try being a lady and having a family and being the person that has to hold all that stuff together. What you're responsible for generally, I mean, sorry, guys, I'm sure some of you are yeah. wonderful and are an equal partner in the family. <laughs> but you hear a lot about how women have to be sort of the captains of their family and women's Mm -hmm. are the ones that make sure that everything happens. So I don't think it's too much to expect your partner to remember your birthday and Mm -hmm. Valentine's day. If you choose to celebrate it and your anniversary, I think that's a reasonable expectation.
4: I agree. Now I'm terrible at this because I don't really, um, care about my birthday. It doesn't, I, I would just stay home. I wouldn't care. Um, But so I constantly am missing Jeremy's. (laughs) Like there was one year we were out to dinner with his coworkers and they're like, Oh, Jeremy, when's your birthday? And he goes, actually it's tomorrow. And I went, Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it was when he was only getting his daughter like two days a week during this like crazy time. So I was texting her mom really like under the table (laughs) and got her like for like three or four days and she surprised him at work. So it was like really cute. Um, And then I could just say, Oh yeah, I've had that planned forever. (laughs) But yeah, I, I'm pretty terrible at that. So I just have to, I just finally told him like, you know, state of the union. I'm like, if you want something for your birthday, if you want to have a party, you need to tell me, but in advance, you can't tell me the next day, like, Oh, I wish I had this. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not a mind reader.
3: But I, I don't think that means that you're inconsiderate or any. Because I remember after you guys got married and you went on your your mini moon, mm-hmm. um, and you made all those arrangements, those surprise arrangements for mm-hmm. Jeremy to see his friend, and you had the whole thing planned out, and it was yeah. so sweet and so lovely and so thoughtful. So oh. you just, so you didn't do it on his birthday. So what? You did it, right? And that's yeah. the whole point of of valentine's day i think um i mean apart from you know the hallmark holidayness of it it's to give let's face it dudes a chance like one acknowledged day when they can actually show their appreciation for their person and if you choose to do it throughout the year or whatever this is just like the baseline right if you can't manage to do it any other time then here at least is something that you know is coming and that you can point to and that they have a good like a list i mean i i also got mad when luke was like saying that he wished that carrie would just give him a list he says i can execute a list what kind of list just a list of what to do and i'm like dude you are 40 years old. You have been conservatively in a relationship for at least 15 to 20 of those years saying, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to do on Valentine's Day. That's ridiculous. That yeah. is, and I see this a lot just in general. Um, I So I work with all these engineers and I would expect that you are familiar with this too. And I, so all these guys who are so, bright and such puzzle solvers and really work hard who will then have like some administrative form that they have to fill out and they'll go to our admins and be like but i don't know how to do it can you help me (laughs) and i'm like no it doesn't mean that you don't know how to do it it means you don't want to to do it it's not that luke can't or he doesn't know how he doesn't want to and this is the excuse that he comes up with
4: yeah i agree so I do have one question. Do and maybe you aren't the person to answer because you kind of feel the same way as me. But do grown women like stuffed animals? <laughs> because this um, is like a thing. I mean, at the store, it's stuffed animals, chocolates, uh-huh. and flowers. It, it is this. A th- do grown women like really want teddy bears? Um, maybe if it's a thing, you know, maybe
3: if. It's your tradition to to get her a bear every year, and you've been doing it since you guys were twenty one or however long you've been. And then together, you just have a maybe? house full yeah. of bears. Yeah, have a collection of bears. I don't know. Maybe um, it, it's teenagers that get the bears or something. I don't know, but you're
4: with me. Yeah, less stuffed animals, the better. Okay. I
3: mean, I. I have a few, none that were romantic gifts. Mm. I I have one. Um, I have a stuffed giraffe that my youngest brother gave me when we went to oh. the zoo and they had a giraffe encounter thing. And I was like... Nah, it's okay because he had to pay like five bucks and go stand in line and he's like well i'm gonna do it and then he said Anne, get over here i'm gonna pay you the five dollars so we got to pet a giraffe and feed a <gasps> giraffe and it was really Ooh, cool it was so much that's fun worth five dollars i know and afterwards i was like you know this is really awesome i think that we should get some stuffed giraffes too celebrate this day so he has one and I have one and it's just that's a little cute. it's a little bond between us but
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's I mean I don't sleep with it at night or anything
4: yeah I mean that that's cute that's a little sentimental mm-hmm. thing I think I I had a bunch probably left over from similar things like that and then I gave them to Ellie so they're like having a second life
3: oh that's perfect my mom used to do stuffed animal purges every once in a while she would get into like a super cleaning purge mode and then she would go through our our basket our big bucket of mm-hmm. stuffed animals and she would get rid of all the oldest nastiest rattiest ones but i was mm-hmm. like but mom those are the ones that you love the most the ones right. that are the grossest so yeah. maybe I, I don't form too many attachments to my stuffed animals because <laughs> i I come from, you know, never knowing if they were going to disappear at any time.
4: (laughs) I kind of do the same thing. She has a laundry basket like thing filled with them. And the ones on the bottom are the first ones to go because she doesn't see them.
3: Yeah. People just keep giving kids presents. You got to it has to give somewhere. You got to get rid of
4: something. Yes.
3: (laughs) I agree. Well, okay, so they do. Luke does get to the to the right place i think in the end mm-hmm. as andrew does all the complaining and and luke acts really helpless but then he said that in, in the end he, the main thing that's important is that the other person feels that you made some sort of effort to to address their wants and their needs mm-hmm. so that's a good thing and if that just means a card great if that means nothing great if it means a tennis bracelet Well, you're just a different kind of lady than me. That's all.
4: (laughs) Well, and I think that it would be, to me, those things would be more appreciated if it was just a random time during the year. Yes. Not an Mm -hmm. anniversary, not a birthday, not Valentine's Day, just, you know, March 24th or whatever. Random day. Like I'm thinking about you. Yeah, I think it's hard. It's easy to
3: get complacent about that person since you spend so much time with them but um just to remember to i don't know i love the little sort of dopey ideas like putting a note in their lunch like andrew's dad Mm -hmm. put notes in andrew's lunch and he talks about that so fondly i think Mm -hmm. that's that's more meaningful to me than the flowers and the dinners although i do like a nice restaurant yes
4: yes but not when I have to, when not. See, so that's another thing is restaurants also jack up the price. They they make it so, oh, everyone wants to eat. And, and look at this. Look at all the nice restaurants in your area. They all have a steak and lobster situation. And mm-hmm. it's $75 or a couple's thing. And it's way more than anything on the, on the menu. And you usually can't get the normal menu that day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's just not worth it for me. Maybe this is another thing of my hatred of end caps telling you what to buy. (laughs) Because if you go into a store right now, it is all Valentine's Day telling you what to buy. And I've seen because I went to I went to Fred Meyer last night and it's just men like standing there looking around thinking of what they should do and they Mm -hmm. just buy what is out. Yep. End caps do not is not the they're not the boss of me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm glad you're setting your limits
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you know the correct conversation hearts were not on end cap they were oh, hidden away
3: <laughs> No. I feel like you need to call somebody about this
4: well then I could find them more mm-hmm. I tweeted about it and I'm very people have been asking me where I found them and I, I'm only telling people that don't live near me right <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't want them to buy them <laughs> I kind of want to hoard them until everything is like 75% off.
3: Can you go back to the store and like hide the rest of them? Kind of tuck them behind some, some other candy?
4: I might have to do that. Uh-huh.
3: Like put them behind the Valentine's Day M&Ms because they always have M&Ms left over yes. after the holidays.
4: Yes, for sure. Although there is this giant heart-shaped um, peanut butter cup. Have you seen these? Now you're talking my language. I know. And it's like four inches by like three inches. Mm-hmm. Giant heart. And why I love those is because there's just a tiny thin hint of chocolate and giant peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to hoard one of those too. Yeah,
3: that sounds like a good
4: idea. Yeah. <laughs> So
3: the very end of this clip, the last thing that I want to highlight is that Andrew says now that he knows, you know, he just needs to make an effort to make Genevieve feel appreciated. He says that the solution is to let her play Monopoly with him on the iPad instead of just (laughs) playing it by himself while he watches Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) And then he says, sorry, ladies, I'm taken.
4: (laughs) I love this part so much because he's like, I got it. I knew it like it was like an idea that just came to him. He totally understands how Valentine's Day works after this whole conversation. And it's to let her play two players. Yep. And do you think like knowing Genevieve just through the stories, do you think she's been wanting to play two players? I don't think she cares. Doubtful. But I love that he's like, well, I know I'm just going to to put the iPad on the table and let her play with me.
3: Maybe we have to add some additional conditions to this, sort of try to engage her to do something with you that she wants to do. Right.
4: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But I have to say, staying home and playing Monopoly on the iPad sounds like the perfect Valentine's Day for me.
3: (laughs) Get your conversation hearts, get your iPad Monopoly. Christy's all set to go Jeremy yeah. you lucky devil
4: <laughs> I might break my teeth on a couple of them because those, those suckers are pretty hard <laughs> but oh well
3: <laughs> all right let's move on into a little bit of house- housekeeping we are still going strong with the raffle contest for the archive please keep on archiving those uh, shows We want to get this all finished. There's still a good chunk in the middle that I can't search for clip shows. But (laughs) we thank everybody for trying so hard. Everybody who archived the episodes for today's show, you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, Also... All the usual things apply. Our Amazon link still active, uh, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Do your shopping through us and give us a few pennies. Um, we haven't mentioned the donate button in a while. You're always still uh, welcome to throw us some jam money. Mm-hmm. And and do we still have stickers? Yes. We haven't talked about stickers in a long time, but no. maybe if you got one before, you could get one for your Valentine.
4: Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure they would love that. Elevens
3: love stickers. Yes, they do. Um, please send us your throw your phone moments. What I would really like to see out of this episode is your Valentine's Day horror stories. Yes. I want to know about things that went horribly wrong for you. Maybe this is how you knew the person wasn't for you. Maybe this is how you knew that they were for you. I don't know, but I want to hear about it.
4: Yeah, and if we get enough, maybe we can scrape together a Friday show with all of your stories. That would be so fun. Yeah. (laughs) And if you'd like to get involved with the show, our website is littleredbandwagon.com You can message us on the stunts page or on our page, which is Little Red Bandwagon. Our show Twitter at at LRB Podcast. You can send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com And voicemail is 802-432- 8285. So, yeah, a lot of people have been calling the voicemail and leaving their stories. And that's amazing because we can just plug it into the show. So, if you'd like to hear your voice on the show telling your Valentine's Day nightmares, please call us. But if you're calling to complain about us saying Valentine's, do not do that. (laughs) Call a different number. (laughs) (laughs) And also, go ahead and leave us a review. We've gotten some. Bad ones, so we want to bump up our good ones. Because <laughs> that's a thing.
3: All right. Well, Christy, happy Valentine's Day. Happy I Valentine's know it, Day. It is technically past at this point, but um, I hope you got everything you wanted, which was nothing.
4: Nothing. <laughs> yep. Quiet night at home.
3: Yep. And thanks for being here with me to talk about this. Yeah, thanks. and so why don't you get us out of here
4: until next time this is the next party
3: and we love you jen you'll always be our collective valentine
6: nailed it